Good evening, people who care to listen to my rant that covers the week that I've had and am having. This is the Cheesecast for Tuesday the 25th of September, and I come bearing books. I think really at the heart of it, this, this is probably as much a book review program as it is anything else. Um, and I might let you know what's on my bedside table threatening to spill over in massive piles because it really is getting like that. I, I had four new books arrive in the post during the week and um, I did want to make a comment about why I can't be trusted to shop for books late at night and now of course I'll find the book that I was going to talk about. Um, it, it was a, it's a little tiny book about um, Agrippa but it's not really about Agrippa. It's um, it's a ridiculous. Ah, oh, here it is. It's fallen onto the floor where all my books are constantly threatening to fall. And this one's the one that's actually fallen. So, after watching an episode of Billions, where um, Taylor, my hero, rem- remarks that because they have read Agrippa, um, Dollar Bill's comment won't work on them, and I thought, oh, I don't really know anything about Agrippa. Um, so I, uh, I went on eBay, as one does late at night after a glass of wine, and um, bought a book called The Lady's Oracle by Cornelius Agrippa. And I'm sure this is not at all what I need to help me understand. Um, uh, this is really all about how to deal with um, courtship problems. It's uh, it's really a a, a a a divination tool for romantic fortunes, and since I could give a fuck about romantic fortunes, it'll be about as much use to me as a chocolate teapot. But it's a very pretty little book, and I might keep it. Might as well. I'm still reading my uh, copy of Stephen King's On Writing, a memoir of the craft, which is my preferred book to read last before I turn the lights out. Um, I've read quite a few Stephen Kings in my um, reading life and I've come to view him as something of a, a good egg. He is, uh, to all accounts, a, a decent human and um, a good writer and he's a very, I think he's a really suitable person to go to for advice on improving uh, improving at being a writer, which I think is something that I, I should be working on because I love writing and I love reading and I, I have great respect for the craft. Uh, so, yes, I'm reading that. Um, I'm also... Yeah, oh, I'm over, I'm over two-thirds of the way through now um, of The Water Will Come, Rising Seas, Sinking Cities and the Remaking of the Civilised World. It's not... It's not a huge page-turner in the way that, say, um, The Gift of Fear was um, or uh, La Dollars and Sex, but um, it's it's a really good book and I, I will finish it. I ordered a book. Um, I can't remember how I came to it, but I was reading um, something and it led me to uh, find this book by David Graeber 
called Bullshit Jobs, A Theory, and it's quite a remarkable book. It's it's really sort of a um, an extrapolation on a blog. So there was an original essay that was published that was reblogged and reblogged by lots of people, and, and that essay is quite short. And in Bullshit Jobs, Graeber's gone on to explore his theory in greater depth. And um, he's also reached out to the community at large via Twitter and asked some people for their stories about um, do you think your job serves a useful purpose and um, it's it's quite an amazing it's quite an amazing book about the what happens to people when they end up doing a job that really doesn't have much purpose and um, it's sort of about the inequality in terms of access to meaningful work and um, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's making me laugh. It's making me think. Um, my bookmark is currently sitting at chab, page 78. So I am, and I only just arrived in the post the other day, so I'm, I'm, I'm chewing through it and it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, another book that arrived in the post was The Spirit Level, Why Equality is Better for Everyone by Richard Wilkinson and Kate Pickett. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. Oh, I should mention that David Graeber, author of Bullshit, Jobs is not just a, a blogger. He's an he's a, an anthropology professor, and um, lending his theories a bit more weight than if he was just your average um, couch critic. Uh, the Spirit Level, published by Penguin, um, text is just a little bit small. That's that makes me worry that I've I've bought the condensed discount version, and I would have been better off buying the hard copy. Because I must admit, I do struggle with little tiny text. It makes me feel like I've bought a shitty copy of <laughs> something. But at any rate, I, I, I will hopefully read it. And um, I just stumbled across, I was flicking pages and there was a quote from, is it Euripides? Hang on. kind of want to know now. No, that's... It was a quote from, you know, a chapter opening quote from... One of the Greek playwrights, I would imagine. Theorists, Ralph Waldo Emerson's that one. Oh, yeah, Euripides from the play Electra. I care for riches to make gifts to friends or lead a sick man back to health with ease and plenty. Else small aid is wealth for daily gladness. Once a man be done with hunger, rich and poor are all as one. That puts me in mind of um, another book that I was flicking through, which is uh, The Greek World, which is quite a wonderful collection of essays, an old older book. Um, I might come back, I might circle back to that one. It's not in front of me at the moment. I've got new books in front of me at the moment. Uh, you know when you have books sitting in your wish list or, you know, in your eBay watch list for ages or in your booktopia or book depository wish list, and every now and then you think, hang it, I've had enough of not owning this. Um, and that's what's happened to me with this copy of Roland Barthes' Camera Lucida, which is his uh, uh, book on the philosophy of photography, the relationship between photography, theatre, history and death. Um, I, I really like Roland Barthes' writing and um, his theories I find to be as beautiful as they are useful when it comes to cultural criticism. And um, I think that will be a lovely addition to my my shelves. It does make me think that um, 
I probably need to get back to study. Um, I also bought a lovely collection of Radical Thinkers Aesthetics and Politics because it has content by Theodore Adorno, who I found to be one of the most useful theorists when I was doing my tertiary studies. And um, I, 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 if I recall, oh, there's another one with tiny text in it, but I, I recall that he was he provided some very useful theories for talking about group behaviours when it came to cultural, um, cultural criticism. Marvellous stuff. Glad to have that. Um, I also uh, bought a copy of The Gene Machine, How Genetic Technologies Are Changing the Way We Have Kids and the Kids We Have by Bonnie Rockman, published by... Who are you published by? America, Scientific American. Oh, there you go. Never heard of them before. I'm assuming... And it's, it's all about... Um, it, well, this is the opening line in the, in the book flap of the jacket. Is screening for disease in an embryo a humane form of family planning or a slippery slope towards eugenics? Very, very pertinent question. That looks good. I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, hopefully I will get to this next one next, but it's it's almost like it's a partner book. That I, I'm working on a theory about why we've ended up in this this sort of fearful worsening society and I think maybe it's not worsening maybe it's just confirmation bias and I'm looking at reports about Trump and Kavanaugh and feeding my brain with bad news and and sometimes you have to dig a bit deeper into the newspaper to find the good news and um The Waste Makers which is the the last book that I'm going to talk about is uh, is by Vance, which I always want to say is Vance, but I really think is you don't say Vance, dude. It's Vance. If your name is Vance, your name is Vance. Vance Packard. Um, and what what I found really interesting about this book is this actually was written right back in 1960, uh, and it connects um, some of the theories of uh, Thoreau, whose book on Walden Pond was a, a very big influence on me. Um, in terms of rejecting rampant consumerism, which I, I do consider to be a, a great danger to the, the future of society. Um, and uh, it, it was, it's really interesting to read Vance, Vance Packard's um, book written, written around, well, it sort of flows on, doesn't it? I mean, you can go from... Um, on Walden Pond through the Wastemakers to No Logo and um, Overdressed and um, other books which I really want and don't have yet and so can't talk about. But at any rate, um, I was wondering if I'd just come back to... Um, so it's it's an economic... It's about economics, really. So... Uh, uh, da, 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 da. In the wake of World War II, the boom to end all booms was leaving us with a new theology. Out of all the anxieties created by the desire to make the economy hum at ever higher levels has come a clamour for growth. Jobs and growth, jobs and growth. The uh, mantra of our recently departed Prime Minister. Economic thinkers of many stripes 
have joined in the call. Certainly this is the first time in history that the felt need for growth has been so self-consciously vocalised. A brief recession in the late 1950s made it clear that we had a new master. At a press conference, President Eisenhower was asked what the people should do to make the recession recede. Here is the dialogue that followed. Buy. Buy what? Anything. And that definitely flows into the um, the Keynesian uh, response to the global financial crisis that was heralded with keeping Australia out of the worst of it, which was that we were all basically given, was it $700 or something? It's about $700 to just spend. And, uh, and that spending kept the economy ticking over. It hasn't staved off stagnant wage, wage growth and the, you know, the yawning chasm of inequality growing in Australia, but it did, from an economical standpoint, prevent some of the um, housing market instability, although I think we've just postponed it, really. But um, there you go. That is what I've been reading. I've started watching The Good Place um, with uh, that wonderful lady, Kristen Bell, who I first saw in an episode of Deadwood. She had a really cool part in Deadwood, and then she went on to be in things like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I've never seen Veronica Mars, but I know I, I probably should. And um, I'm really enjoying The Good Place. I've watched a lot more episodes and got a lot more fondness for Ted Danson than I thought I would have. And uh, especially because I kind of don't want to gorge on billions and run out of Taylor Mason before I'm ready. I've slowed down a bit with Younger. I'm still watching it and loving it. Um, but after something happened that was sort of, it had been leading up to the whole time, I kind of was like, well, where are you going to go from here? Like, I, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit anxious about how they're going to treat my poor, fragile heart after giving me what I wanted. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, that's basically my report for the week. I, I'm glad to have gotten around to doing this because I didn't want this to be a week where I, I went, ah, it's too hard, it's too late, I've got too much to do. All of that's true, but um, this is an important part of my life. And if you've listened to it, what I can I be but extremely grateful that you've chosen to spend a bit of your time with me. And I hope that you have a good week. I want you to take care of yourself and I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>